I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hey, loveys. Hello, Radiant Soul Lights. Good to see everyone in the chat. Um, I just got a comment on YouTube from Jackie. Hey, Jackie in the chat. Hi, Sue. Good to see you both. Hi, everyone. Okay. Oh, obviously, they changed the BTR number, so I had a different number to call in. That was kind of interesting, so new beginnings. Uh, what's interesting is the last four digits are 444. Love that, right? Ooh, just had to sneeze. All right, gang, I've got my decaf cappuccino, or decaf latte, actually, with coconut milk and and almond milk, just the right enough coconut milk to make it frothy. Get your tea, coffee, your beverage of choice. Get settled in. If you want to call in, that number is 347-539-5122, and press 1 on your keypad also want to thank, um, I had somebody that left me a nice four-star review, five-star, four-star, whatever the heck it is, on um, iTunes, right, Apple Podcasts. So I just got to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. If, if you guys could do that, that would be so helpful because we're expanding, thanks to Jackie in the chat. And um, it looks like everything I'm going to do is going to be, launched on <laughs> in the shadow of the retrograde any of you feeling this the the retro, the shadow of the retrograde come up i want to give a shout out to her tay weeks thank you thank you tay for leaving that comment um michelle's wisdom and awareness has given me so much guidance and support on my spiritual journey after listening for four years woo 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 Wednesday is still my favorite day of the week. Thank you, Michelle, for all you do for the collective, for speaking your truth, and for opening your channel to provide direct reassurance and guidance to the callers. It really isn't any podcast like this. Thank you, Tay Weeks. Thank you, Tay. Woo! Okay. So, um, you guys, that really motivates me, these kinds of things. Comments, you know, subscribing to my YouTube channel, comments on Instagram, following and connecting with me there, subscribing, and just, but not just to say, hey, you're great, or I love your podcast, but let me know how you're doing also. I have got to tell you, and I'm going to be putting on Patreon in some form or version on Rumble, because some of the information, as you know, those of you that are part of the Patreon Soul Path community, um, I think the best tiers are the Soul Path Seeker and Soul Path Journeyer because Soul Path Journeyer we meet once a month. But I did get a deep 
download that I will be doing of a lot of stuff that is coming up and starting in 2025. So a lot of you know that I predicted everything that happened in 2020, the whole pandemic, everything. Um, The vaccine, the passport, the not being able to travel, everything, 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 plus so much more, and it's on my Patreon. Unfortunately, I can't put it on YouTube or regular media because even though some of the stuff that I channeled, even the smart cities, I didn't call them that, but I described, um, some of the stuff is very controversial and you know, I already got a little slap on the wrist from YouTube from something that I said in one of my videos um, where I was interviewed on some of the channeling. So um, I'll find a way, maybe through locals. I'm looking at other channels of how to get it out, but right now the safest thing is on Blog Talk Radio, except for now we're uploading these to YouTube. So I've been able to speak freely for because we have guests and the and the the episode, the podcast episode title is always what we talk about with the guest. But if you go through, and some of you may know, a lot of you like to research and archive. So those of you that are doing that, sometimes new listeners do deep dives, and they'll tell me, I, I found your podcast and I listened to two episodes, now I listen to all of them. You know, it's like binge watching. We all do it. So any of you binge listeners, if you hear where I did my predictions and what's coming up, if you would let me know, and I will highlight or get those out to people. I mean, blog talk has been a little bit of a gift in that way that I have been able to speak uncensored about a lot of stuff. Um, And, of course, with my private workshops, I do speak freely and uncensored, and also with my private clients, um, and, and I did help a lot of people, you know, during that time period that to help them get online because I told them you're not going to be able to work in, you know, go into the office. You're not going to be able to work in public. And that's kind of what I'm really here to help people do is help actualize, you know, move from spiritual realization and awareness to understanding and actualization on a soul level and connect in live more from your soul, your soul design, but also this whole time of awakenings. That's why in 2007 we started this podcast, The Guides and I, to help people in the awakenings. Because I don't just work with people that are having a spiritual awakening or awakening in consciousness on a soul or spiritual path, but some people I work with, they're in finance, they're venture capitalists, they're in banking, they're in politics, they're in education, they're in te- they're teachers, and they're having that own awakening. Or they work in the medical or healthcare field and they want to help change that field into something that is better. So think when you think of awakenings, don't just think of religion or spirituality it is the soul in various forms it is the divine system or soul matrix but let me tell you the information that i got i mean it went into the royal family the federal reserve the bildenberg i mean i got the major download and one thing i will tell you now we're going to move on um is the guys had said the spiritual hierarchy had said we have to think of everything more as energy or energetics on things that are happening on the dimension, the earth plane, this, this dimension. 
just like we have other dimensional aspects, right, higher aspects of our being, those that are seemingly in the opposite position, trying to control and hold back, are also, they're not just earthbound. They have other dimensional aspects of their being as well. See what I'm saying? So, and it is a compliment. The other thing they were saying, you know, we are the system. It's not that we're, and so we're having to work within the system. It's not that we are outside a system, an ecosystem, a matrix. We are that matrix. It's not being done to us. Each of us is a part of that. So we have to find our role in that. Now, by the way, that's telling me there's been some, there's going to, I'm giving you guys a heads up. This month is going to be intense. I've already been feeling it. I've already been having my own experiences of it. We are all really getting primed to work deeper or differently, I could say, on a group level to be able to work more with people. So there's, there is a lot of, um, let's just say, drama coming up. It's wounding. It, part of it is, is this energy that is coming on the, on the planet right now is it's a lot faster energy. It's more subtle energy. It's more potent spiritual energy. And that not only unnerves some people, irritates them, but it causes people to re- react instead of pulling back because we're taught to do that. I mean, a lot of people react when they're uncomfortable or when there's something unfamiliar or they say no right away. You know, I had to tell a client the other day, I'm like, as I made some suggestions, well, some channeled info that came through and then suggestions, they said, oh, no, no, I'm not going to do, I don't want to, and I said, this is why you're having to go through what you're going through because you're so closed. You know, I don't mince words. I have, the teachers that I have had did not mince words. I've had some very, very good te- metaphysical teachers, teachers in my psychology, transpersonal therapy, alchemical hypnotherapy, all the things that I studied. I was, some of them were very loving and kind. They weren't mean, but they were very direct. And I remember one teacher in my 20s, I thought because my spiritual gifts were getting very strong. My, I was always... Many of you know I was channeling since age four, very psychic. And then all of a sudden I had this idea I want to help people. And one of my teachers said, work on yourself first, work on your ego. That was the best advice. I mean, so I dove in. You know, I did a lot of healing work and continued to do so. And I think that's why the accuracy a lot of times, because it's clear, not, you know, not 100%, not 100% clear. I have my own stuff as well. But we have to remember this energy that is coming in, it is bringing stuff up. It's bringing patterns, individual patterns stemming from generations, what we call generational transmission. And these patterns, some are life-enhancing, life-confirming, and some are not. And we're really getting fine-tuned into, and I've been talking about this on my Patreon, we've been in the, in the higher level tier, what is the soul, what is the ego, how do you know the difference? Before we deep dive, we're going to be deep diving in some major magic, ritual, occult, how to draw things to you, how to cloak, give me a lot. But you have to know which part of you is manifesting something or which are you, is it your wounding? Because I've had people sometimes say, oh, I got a vision about this, or my higher self told me to do this. And then they make a decision that messes up their whole life. And I'm like, that wasn't your higher self. Your higher self doesn't have you jump out of, doesn't have you do something that would be out of, 
actually out of character. It takes that it takes your personality into account. Now, it might have you do something that's more accountability, but not something that would have you, like all of a sudden I had a dream and I quit everything I'm doing and I got a little backpack and I'm just traveling the world. Those kinds of things those extra- are usually something ego or out of wounding because the higher self will give you steps. It will lead you, it will show you what is unfolding because it wants your higher self wants what's the most efficacious brilliant life enhancing life concerning life affirming for all parts of you what's the highest vibration body mind spirit soul mental emotional spiritual material financial it's going to take in all parts that's why sometimes we seem to move kind of slowly with our changes it's because whether it's psychologically, mentally, emotionally, physically, uh, spiritually, we have to assimilate what's going on and take it in, imbibe it, assimilate, integrate, and then begin to respond and live and act from the new emerging consciousness that's coming through us, the growth, the patterning, the new pattern, the new way that we're relating. So a lot of times that can take a bit of time. Now, Sometimes we're stuck and then something happens to move us on, you know, to jolt us to that next phase. So I feel like you're gonna, we're going to see a lot of that right now. We're going to see a lot of people's stuff coming up. And what I want to suggest, and I've been doing this with myself and with people that I've been working with, I'm starting to do this with them, is like to have loving compassion but accountability. We can't shift and truly change and embrace more of our true authentic self which is raising our vibrational frequency, unless we have loving accountability, we have to see how we got in the situation we got in. What's my accountability? What's my responsibility? Which responsibility, when we look at that, it gives us the ability to respond and not have to react, not to be reactionary. So to weave out, unwind out of a pattern that no longer serves us or perhaps never served us, we have to see how we got in there in the first place. And that's what the collective is doing. That's what the, all that is. God, the unified field of consciousness, the innate infinite intelligence of the all that is or universe is doing that right now. It's trying to get, it's winding out. It's trying to backtrack through the pattern and use the energy of that to create a new uh, create a new pattern. So we're doing that, and in a sense, when we have retrogrades in the, in astrology, that is a time to to do that. So if you think of us, even though the planet, there's a lot that are moving forward. Although we are going into a retrograde, I think it's the twenty third, twenty first, or twenty third of this month. Someone knows they can put it in the chat. But we have to know how we got someplace, like, oh, that's the turning point. That was the decision. I get it. I get why I did what I did or said what I said. Whatever it is for you on a personal level, this is what I didn't want to see or couldn't see or I was ignorant or I was blind, whatever it is, or I thought it would be easier. So you're going to see a lot of this rest of the consequences, consequences, things put in in action to then review, and I and again, this is a is a preparation for really a new way of living and being. But we can't. It's like we can't go forward 
until we look backward, you know. And history says that too. If you don't, what is it? Look at history. We're we're doomed to repeat history or something like that. And that's just how we work on the earth plane. That's how we work psychologically. That's that that's. It's not about dwelling in the past, but it is about being honest with ourselves and saying, okay, I see why this is happening or how I got here because I'm this or I'm that or I'm doing this. And it's going to come back to a relating pattern. That's what's so powerful. Like overhelping or being over familiar with something or someone or the ability not to pull back when you need your own downtime or time alone. And so it's kind of going to be a little bit of a raw, testy period right now. I got to tell you, it's um, ooh, Linny's in the house. Let's see what she's saying. She always she always drops the the truth bombs. What you saying, Linny? Yes, the higher vibe energy is bringing up so much that is unlike it. Yeah, yeah, it's brain. <laughs> I didn't realize. I kind of, and then I'm like, whoa. I can see it coming up, whether in myself or other people. And, you know, a lot of it may not be with you. It's going to because it has to do with responding. It's going to be with people around you that aren't handling things as higher consciousness. And then what do you do? What do you do when you don't have control of something that has happened and you have to view it? You have to be present to it. What do you do? And then you have to look at what's your part, what's your piece, what's your role in in that, or have you done that before? So I've definitely been seeing something. And the thing is, you guys, when we see something and we kind of feel the energy that it brings on, that actually frees up energy. It raises the vibrational frequency. It raises that pulse, that wavelength. It brings more resonance because there's more truth in the body-mind. And so we can understand sometimes dissonance or disruption is about creating change. It creates an outlet, a new way of doing something, a new way of seeing something. Problem is many of us and in our society have been trained to not pay attention to this and to try to push it to the side. It's like you're getting the message. You're going to need to do this. You're going to need to do this. You're going to, and, and, and not and not doing it, you know. And so rather than blaming, see, that's a lot of times what we do, oh, it's because of this or this person did that. It's like, okay, okay. Cause sometimes it is somebody else's fault, something that they did and you're just along for the ride, you know. you got to acknowledge that too. And sometimes that's saying, wow, that's in life, sometimes that happens. You know, if you're driving up the, a country road and a truck in front of you topples over or the back of their truck opens and all these apples come out and you have to stop, it doesn't do any good to say, why did I take this road? Why did I da 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 But you, you, you have to take that into consideration. Sometimes things happen in life that, are, that aren't, they're not your energy, and that's something I posted today in my Instagram reel. Those of you that haven't connected with me there, I'd love if you would give a follow. Um, is some, what we're going to start seeing is sometimes it's the recognition that other people's energy and other situations or other areas or environments do affect us. And we have to start saying then, knowing that there is that effect, it's like, how do I take care of my energy? And that's what my post was all about, that self-care is energetic care. 
we have to we have to start caring for ourselves energetically because the energetic aspect of us connects us into our astral. And those of you that are w- connecting with me on Patreon, we're going to be talking about this, the astral plane and the, the levels of the astral plane this Saturday. And the, t- the attitude which hinder growth on the astral plane because the astral p- body is the power factor of manifestation. We have, that's why I would say we're cleaning up the astral body right now. We're clearing up the astral plane so that we can have better manifestations. But the astral plane corresponds to our own astral body, which corresponds to the emotional body and our hormones. It's the fluid. It's the, it's the, it's, it's the power, you know, it's the power. It's the energy of the engine. So it's kind of like the oil in a way, you know. It either clogs stuff or greases stuff up. So we've got a lot that is shifting right now. I want to just read this, and we're going to get to callers. And again, the number is 347-539-5122, and press 1 on your keypad, and that gets you in the queue. This is from Paramahansa Yogananda. It's on intuition. Intuition is the, is the discriminative faculty that enables you to decide which of two lines of reasoning is right. Perfect intuition makes you a master of all knowledge. Your will and intuition should go hand in hand. A person with a strong will usually has an active intuitional power. You should develop the latent intuitive faculty. It can grow only through meditation. Do not make unimportant things important or concentrate on the trifles at the expense of vital matters or you will hamper your progress. Impulsive actions that are not in keeping with one's real duties are undesirable. Let soul intuition guide your thinking and then proceed confidently in any undertaking. Okay, so... That's kind of what I'm talking about. But your soul intuition guides your thinking and then proceed confidently in any undertaking. So we have duties here. We have a duty to life itself, our soul path. What our soul came here to do is just is really be ourselves, create, express, experience, love, experience and express as our soul. And so when we deviate from that, we are reinforcing not only an old system, but we're setting up a trajectory of, really loss and pain and either living more from the wounding or from the constructed ego. And our will and intuition should go hand in hand, so we need to develop a will, a will center through the sixth chakra that does connect us into the divine will or universal will or cosmic will, if you want to call it that, so that we understand and we're connecting more to the higher dimension of ourselves. So when our will is coming from the higher self, the higher vibrational frequency of our soul experience and expression, we are in more alignment. Now that doesn't mean stuff will, you know, bad things aren't going to happen or negative things or challenges, but the outcome and the opening and the trajectory will be better the more that we are soul aligned, which means coming from the higher self. There's no way, that, and this is why we see with, you know, you see it on TV, you hear it in the news, you know, you see lower vibrational expressions, they're not connect, people, 
humans are not connected to their soul. And you could see it. The eyes are kind of dead or the far, the glaze. There's no connection. There's no empathy, compassion. They're not, they're animated beings, but they're not either. They're very limited connected to their soul or, the, or there's a da- damaged connection or there's no connection. So the soul connection comes through our intuition, our inner knowing, our inner connection. And the more we're able to be aligned to that, the more we're aligned to our soul. We're in that soul alignment and we're connected into our soul signature frequency and attuned to that modulating energy of the heart chakra. We're attuned to the heart. The reason why the heart is in the center, it's that mediating intelligence. It's the attuning that attunes our frequency to people and situations to know do we is that heart it felt is that do we go forward or backward or stay put you know and it mediates the lower chakras the lower dimensional energetic expressions and the higher or transpersonal and all of them are important but the mediating aspect of our being comes through the heart or the heart chakra let me know in the chat how everything is going, how you're doing. Let's get to callers, 347-539-5122. Press 1 on your keypad. Hi, you're on air. Hi, Michelle. This is Valerie. How are you? Hey, Valerie. Doing well. Hi. Yeah. How are you? I'm pretty good. I have an insurance claim in for my kitchen and bathroom floor, and I want to see what you pick up around that. And there's a claim, you said? What's coming up for money yeah, coming my... to you, basically? Okay, so they won't repair it. They'll just write a check or something? Is that... Yeah, let's see. What? Well, okay. Well, well, what's the question? I'm seeing it as money. It does show there's a positive outcome. So whatever you're putting in motion, yes. it, seems, mm-hmm. it seems to be positive. What are you putting in motion? Okay, well, the kitchen floor is, is a mess. It's damaged, and uh, also the bathroom floors. So I put in a claim to have those, to have an adjuster come out from my insurance company, and I, I was just asking how that was going to flow. Okay, let's see. Well, it it shows it getting fixed. Let's just ask it that way then. Okay. Yeah, showing work in the home. Definitely something with water. It might take a little bit longer. Have they come yet to do the uh, estimate? No, not yet. No. Okay, that's yet. what I thought. Yeah, not yet. Yeah. So it may take a little bit of time for them to get there. The paper, but I do see it getting fixed. I see someone in definitely looking in you know in your house in that mm-hmm. room. Okay, in both the kitchen and the bathroom. Let's see. Yeah, you might have to pay something out of pocket, though. I don't know if it's all covered. Is that what they were telling you? Well, he said it was probably going to be two claims. And I'm like, oh, oh maybe that's two- it then. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. but it, and, and that might be why I'm also seeing that it doesn't happen, um, you know, quickly. <laughs> you know, like it's not just uh, okay, so one, one thing. And that's why it yeah, that might be why I'm seeing it's it's they come back, you know, go there and then they come back. It's coming up, there's going to be one mm-hmm. or two claims. 
Yeah, they may they may do that because it shows you having to resubmit. Uh, and I don't okay. know if there's a deductible. You are gonna. There is some haggling about the money, so I don't know if there's a deductible or something going on. But anyway, I do see it getting fixed. I do see it getting done. I think you're gonna have this is you're gonna have to have some patience. This is kind of like my sharing at the beginning of things testy with people. You know, you're just right. there's a process. But I definitely do see the guy coming in doing the estimate. I can definitely see that. Actually, kind of quickly. That's at least for the one one of the rooms is coming up rather mm-hmm. quickly. Well, I hope there's a tip. All right, sweetie. Good luck. Good luck with yeah. this, and keep us posted. Okay. Good luck. I know. It's, I, yeah, I you'll get will. it done. Okay. Beautiful. Thank Let's you see. so much. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Let's see what Lynn's saying in the chat. We have the opportunity to recognize that the triggering is about what the triggering is about, and then can use that energy for creativity in positive way. Yeah, absolutely, Lynn. Good point. Yes. That's it. Every time we're triggered, you know, now, by the way, there's positive triggers and negative triggers. We always talk about the negative or less or non-life enhancing triggers. Um, I like to put positive, those of you that did my soul-centered living program, which, by the way, is coming out as a uh, self-study for anybody that's interested. I'll be sending something out about that. Um, but it's good to have positive or life-enhancing, as I like, life-affirming and life-enhancing triggers in your life. The more, if you're going to have more of those, than the negative, you do stay high vibes and more in the creativity. And that's kind of with this part of the awakening. We're being really aligned into the understanding that we are these creator beings, that we're creating all the time, we're, and, and that as we individually harness this energy and come together is, with groups, we are changing the trajectory within the system, within the ecosystem that we all are a part of, the group energetic matrix and how it manifests as as humankind it's like not fighting what's going on but creating something different that is stronger right that's that's more life enhancing what's that saying you get more what is it bees with honey get more done with the sweet so essentially what we're being taught is to out create to out create something that is um you know, negatively impacting us and or our environment or the world. Hi, you're on air. Getting to the next caller. Who's this? Hi, Michelle. It's Debbie from Puget Sound area. And I want hey, to say Debbie. thank you. Welcome. Hey, Michelle. Thank you. I'm always honored to speak with you. And I wanted this time first to say how much I love the first part of your show when you give the download of what's going on and and before callers. I love that we have the opportunity to talk to you. I love listening to the other callers. It's a lot of times resonates with what's going on in my life. Um, what you said about um, uh, looking at how you got there, review it. Well, and oh yeah, so, um, I'm planning a move, and I haven't chosen a place. But what I realized yesterday as I've been trying to squeeze in my vision to help two other people that don't even know I'm trying to help them. Oh. <laughs> but they, you know, they've always turned to me to help them, and um, I can't. And uh, I, right. I realize I've been, you know, really, really trying to squeeze a plan that includes them, and, you know, and then I, I look it over and I say to myself, 
gosh, I did that 15 years ago. Or, my God, I did that for 27 years. And, and I don't, right. you know, I, I, I can't do it now. And um, mm-hmm. it, it, I feel like I'm um, in, a, in a rocket ship by myself being launched. And, and, and I'm the one that's putting the fire under this. It, I'm setting it off myself. And I don't have a destination because I, I realized while you talking um that i didn't review you know look at how i got here review it um it, i didn't look at that and it's the overgiving the overgiving <laughs> and, and that's that's got to be done too i i don't have any energy left for that so to continue to overgive and so that seems to be a big one. The ba- that seems, Debbie, right now, the boundaries um, of the overgiving, the overcaring. I, it, there's something very interesting that's happening with that that has gotten us all in a pickle, you know, various mm. kinds of our life or where we find ourselves. And mm. I have to say, I do feel, let's, be, let's keep it real now. I do feel, because I can even look at my own life, it's mm-hmm. a lot of our programming that, in other words, you may have a gift on a soul level, but it's how we use that gift. So it may be mm-hmm. that certain parts of us don't get as developed because when we're growing up in certain families, you know, especially most families are dysfunctional or not very highly functional, so people are assigned certain roles. And mm-hmm. when we stay stuck in those roles, then we live out the life that way. We mold our whole life that way, and we get the validation, then we get a job that does that, you know, or a career. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. all molded. But if we go back, it's like, hmm. Now, not to blame anyone because that is, you know, I mean a little blame. I think I always think we have to, you have to process. You have to blame and kvetch and, you know, mm-hmm. oh, my God, they did this, or my mom did this, or my dad. Yeah, at some point. Mm-hmm. And then you bump it up and you go, okay, okay, well, that's, okay, that's, the past, that's how it was. But I do feel that in order to get rid of the constriction of these masks that we wear or these, the constriction of the human suit of conditioning, that, and I don't mean being a human is bad. I just feel, you know, when it's called, it's like called the disowned self. There's parts of us that we put to the side and then we kind of manufacture this way of being and I feel that's what's having to come off. And you can look back and see when you're growing up what part got voted, what part got the kudos, what part got the attention, appreciation, affection, or what part mm-hmm. did you have to develop to not get whacked in the head or alienated. Right. You know what I mean? It could be either way, whatever mm-hmm. was going on. And then oh, yeah. that carried I mean, you're over. On, you're completely t- right? talking truth about me. Yes, I know this. Yes. And I can, I yes. even hear it. Uh, you know, you can still hear my father say, take care of your mother. And I didn't know until I was in therapy Ooh. and, you know, in my 30, yeah. 30s that, you know, it's not my job. Yeah. You know, it's, it's his job. He's the husband. You know, so I, I hear exactly. Um, you know, I spent almost 40 years being a teacher, so, and, and um, yeah. yeah. etc. So, well, see, so yes, many and, of us have that, and now it's, too, but mm-hmm. that's been the system. Yes, so it was. Now it's and I about, don't want it. I don't no, want that well, that's what the, No. Well, so that's what, what I'm saying is the system calls for that. Whatever gets reinforced is what becomes the reality, right? 
So we're literally having to go back to the beginning and see the pattern and the accountability and how we benefited, how we got, how we got here and go, okay, what's the sole way for me to do this? Uh, what's the, yeah, okay. see, that's the key. Okay. See, many okay. of us, if we had had more conscious parents, you know, and, and the society was more conscious, you know, because, you know, even like I remember back in the day when you go to college or, you, you know, when you go to university and, you know, oh, right. you're good in this, you should do this. Well, wait right. a minute. There's a way to do this. Like, let's say somebody, because I have a I have a client that is a very well known artist, but she's also has came in with a lot of light work or teacher energy. But because her one of her parents was an artist, they recognize mm. that she uplifts people and is an artist. But they didn't say, well, you should be a therapist or a teacher. They they told they encouraged her to do her art, and then they also said your art uplifts people you're oh when i look at your art i learn something about myself mm. so she doesn't have that comp she's like yeah I'm, and she got to she's in living her bliss right. she is a teacher she is a light worker but she's also this amazing um she's also an actor but also this amazing visual artist that does her art traveling all over the world Mm-hmm. So that artistic part kind of gets cramped out, and we get into this time of duty, being of duty, being of service. You even see it in the spiritual community, be of mm-hmm. duty, be of service. But mm-hmm. for, what's got missed in all this is we first have to be to, in service to ourself, our own soul. It, it's kind of the old paradigm of the Piscean Age where the, uh, the lower vibration of the Piscean Age was being the martyr, like you over you over volunteer i'm being a mm-hmm. service i go to church and i volunteer oh i'm doing this i rescue this and i do this and i do that mm-hmm. but we didn't come here on the planet actually to be of service that's the whole that, that ties into the master slave mentality mm-hmm. power over and under power we mm-hmm. came here simply to express and experience as a soul being and whatever that entails so we're changing that system that it doesn't have to be power over or under power. There's the the fan and then the person, the, the a, idol, the false idol, and mm-hmm. we're looking up. So mm-hmm. we're changing that system. So right now it's changing it definitely energetically and in the astral plane. You know, what energetically held you? So I feel for you it's to go back to how can I do what I do but in a way that fulfills my soul which is inspiring, fun, creative. Okay. Soul doesn't like drudgery. The soul, even no. in the worst circumstances, right, wants fun. It wants to feel, it, it wants lightness. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's interesting. Yeah, buoyancy. <laughs> yes, ooh, yes, buoyancy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, okay, the we're beings, but I don't want to keep, you know, uh, being exhausted yeah. from my my own yeah. behaviors of thinking I'm doing good in the world by uh, over 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 and everything. It's just really yeah. over. I even I even had to stop collecting donations for a really helpful cause because it it just took over my week and week and week and week and another it mm-hmm. became another year and and I'm the one who needs to move. <laughs> yeah. So well, see, you need to apply off. all that to yourself. Now, yeah. where are you thinking? What's your Debbie? Let's and then what's your question? What can I? 
what do you want? What, what do we want to look at? And I love this conversation. It's help. It's helping well, so you. many. Is it? I hope so. And that's my that's my thing in the world. Whatever I do, I hope I hope I hope it helps the, the many, not the individual, but the many. And right. Um. Uh. Last year, you told me if I didn't move by the end of the year, you would see me moving in March, and the, the move has gotten. Um, uh, I just I got off track. Yeah. Yeah, and you got off. I was it, gonna say yeah. And and then I had the realization that oh my God, I'm trying to help you know two other friends to squeeze into my needing to move, uh, and 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 thinking I'm helping them, but I I can't do it, and, and so I feel I feel stuck. Yeah. Well, that's usually when something is coming through psychically, we block ourselves emotionally. And the emotional body corresponds to the astral body, which is where our manifestations start taking, you know, getting the vibrational frequency to to take shape Mm -hmm. and form. So I always, when I'm not manifesting what I want or I feel stuck, I look and see what's going on internally. Do I need to do more inner work or is there an inner work going on? And I'm processing, figuring things out. Is there something I still need to complete where I'm at? Maybe there's a person, a situation that I need to complete. Do I have the energy? And that could that be money, resources, or physical vitality to actually move? Or do I need to do you know research on something? Sometimes in this kind of situation, it's that we do an interim move. If there's something supportive. So I feel for you... The move is about where will you be most supported right now to do your next level, to figure out what it is that you actually want to do. So that may be right where you're at, and then there's a move, or there may be someplace else that you move where there's more support, people that you know, or friends, or the environment is supportive for you. And I agree for you, it's about taking your energy back and not over-helping others, overdoing taking that energy and putting it back on you, unless there's a reciprocation of energy with these other people and situations, right? Mm, there's not. <laughs> there, okay. Yeah. Well, then that, yeah, it, so then yeah, you've got to ask yourself, where did I start getting in this pattern where there isn't reciprocal energy? Go back to that time period. Mm-hmm. Retrace yeah, your steps. Really, I can really see it. I'm, I can, it's like a movie right now. I can really see the okay the, the very beginning steps and and how it was attached to the early conditioning truly and how you know this is how you know the kudos came and this is how uh the next opportunity came and the next and the next and then I'd go to this church and they'd make me the greeter at the door I was so jovial and this and that and oh and mm, and and like it's like a like a wheel just going downhill so what would you do differently knowing what you know now what it would do differently is I have been doing a lot of inner work. I really have <laughs> daily. And, I mean, I've got yeah. two more things I've got to do with inner work today. And um, I think um, I would, I will sharpen my listening skills. Um, I know this one particular friend who doesn't know I'm trying to squeeze in a move to help her um, you know, is trying to convince me to return to San Diego County, and um, and so you know, with that, 
with her encouraging and trying to get me to move there, I was thinking, oh, my God, I've got to help her again. And um, so she did not well, ask. you don't have to. For help. But you, so, yes, you did she not ask. Asked. Okay, yes, so more ask. what I mean, rather than the inner work, usually there's an action that okay. if we could have taken back then. So if it's going to be supportive, mm. if the move with this person is going to be supportive, you have to just make sure you're getting your needs, your wants, your agenda. You have to set it up that the Debbie agenda, the Debbie show is taken mm-hmm. care of. The tickets to the Debbie show, the Debbie soul show mm-hmm. is taken care and I of. Think that's, and I think that's why this next move has to be just completely focused on really what my my next thing is and not um, not be so worried that I don't have all my bosom buddies near me. Um, I just have to, you know. Well, I don't know. Deb, you need you need support, though. See, that's the thing. So, to mm-hmm. me, it's how you do what you do. It's okay. not that if you move with a friend or you help a friend, it's your needs and wants need to be figured in, at right from the okay. get go. Okay. You know, it's okay. like someone saying, "Okay, we can move in together." Uh, let's save money and just have a one bedroom and I don't mind, I saw, I found this place, I don't mind having a partition and I'll sleep there, you know, and, I'll, and it's like, well, no, I really want two separate rooms so that we can have our own mm-hmm. space. So right you need, what I'm getting from you, yeah, you need to insert yourself from the beginning. So I would even write a list of what you need and want. But I feel for you it's not, because I feel like you either go from isolating to being around a, a group or a community. So your soul is saying, hey, there's a way to do both. You have your downtime, your alone time, your lick your wounds, pull back time, your creative time, whatever you do on your own, but also have community or support around you. Okay. So you're, and so many of us are going to be learning this. This is the, this, the Aquarian energy brings a huge focus not only on the individual, but the individual within groups, within systems, within organizations. And so we're all going to have to learn how to, you know, some people just jump in and they are all the time with people and they're never alone. Some people are always alone or isolate when they get hurt. And that's not bad. It's like how, what's the balance between me and the other? And that's going to be okay. a huge thing coming up, a huge emphasis when the north node moves from Taurus into Aries in July, this July, where we're moving out of the Taurus-Scorpio axis into mm. the Aries uh, Libra. So we're moving into, out of the, the, the propensity and emphasizing on the earth element, uh, earth water, into air fire. So it's going to be a lot of action, quick action and thinking. So mm. anyway, that's what I would share with you. I hope, I hope that helps. Okay. I write everything down and then I review it. <laughs> so I really... Oh, very I'm, cool. I'm, I'm, you know, focused on what you say, and I write it down, and and it really. Oh, good. Well, let us me. know. Let us know Thank how you, it Michelle. goes. Okay. You're welcome. Thank Big you. hug. Thank you. Big hug. Bye. Uh, yeah. Hi, you're on air. Ciao, Michelle. It's Zoe. Hey, Zoe. Saw your email. Going to get back to you. By the way. Um. Saw it today. I've just been. So, I had to handle some. Know, business kind of stuff yeah yeah it's okay uh, everything in its right timing i do believe in that uh i've just been learning the the art of patience more and more yeah <laughs> but um 
Yeah, I do. I do actually really want to ask you about this medical thing, but my guides, ever since I put in the queue since uh, you first started talking, they just keep nudging me to uh, bring up, you know, kind of what uh, what you were speaking of and what the last couple callers were speaking of, which is also like, you know, yeah, this 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 whole boundary and sitting with ourselves and where the programming has come from yeah. and you know I did I did some really interesting work myself you know sitting with with my inner child because um you know both both my parents are mm. narcissists and my family is very disconnected from me they always have been obviously very empathic intuitive all these things so I sat with my inner child and I said you know what what do you tell a child you know um when they're not supported or that that their parents will always be there but not there for them and it was like you know I've got you and other people love you like you're you're there's something really magical about you that you have to offer other people and this is why other people love you and you'll be taken care of and the biggest thing that came out of this and and this Mm. is what I feel like I have to share with the listeners is um you know, I I had to cut these people off that caused me this frustration, this yeah. stress that aren't helping, that aren't showing up for me. And as much as, yes, I've always wanted my mother or my father or somebody to show up there for me, they never have and they never will. Yeah, you know, and they will so never will. They don't have the capacity. Be, they don't have the capacity, and and that's exactly what it is. It's and it's okay, offer them, you know, offer them this forgiveness and this understanding and meet myself. Like, I'm here. I've got you. I've had you yeah. this whole time, you know, and I'm I'm here to carry you through this. And as scary as it was because I'm like, but I need, you know, uh, I have a lot of uh, other things going on right now, medical expenses, and I really could, you know, try to, you know, beg or ask for this help. And it's, my guys are just like, no, you need to cut these people off. You need to cut these people out because of what you're feeling is this overwhelming, I give and I don't receive this non-reciprocal energy like you're speaking yeah. with, with the with the last caller. And it's I like, think, Zoe, no. too, the, what I can energetically, I think that is a, a big focus right now is the ener- the non-reciprocal energy. It's like, and that's yeah, part of the accountability collectively, and it's a, we're having to look at it individually because we are the system. We are with, we are within the system, and it's like, you know, I, I used to think because I have so much energy and so much to give, and I would just be very generous, and I'm shifting yeah, that because right? I'm seeing a lot of times that doesn't really, you know, especially when people get in a pinch. It doesn't serve again, either party. No, no. In the beginning it does, it seems to. But And sometimes people shift and they can handle that. But I think for what, what we have to do, I feel, is have that flexibility that if you do have generosity of spirit and you can give a lot, but there starts to be diminishing returns or the, it starts not being reciprocal, you need to right away pull back and stop. And usually we don't. We keep on because we have it to give or that's our pattern. So I feel like, and it's making us be really mindful of energy, our energy flows and other people's energy flows. 
Um, and are other people being yeah. accountable? Are we the only one being accountable and responsible? And they're just skating, and we're we're holding them. And it's like, no, you have to call it out. And if that doesn't work, you know, depending on what kind of relationship you have, then you have to start pulling your energy back. I mean, the thing is, we're all interconnected anyway spiritually on the spirit realm. There is no separation. But definitely on the right. earth plane, we have to look and see, uh, is this life-enhancing and life-confirming interaction on the 3D level, on the earth plane, knowing that I'm connected through the heart, I'm connected spiritually, but how is this affecting the 3D world? And I think Absolutely. that because we're here to right, we're here to draw these energies into the earth plane, the 3D realm. That's the ascension. Ascension simply getting out of the extremes of duality or the polarity plane. So I hear you. I hear you so much, Zoe. And that's about is this reciprocal and, or not? Yeah, and that's 100% where also our accountability comes in. We cannot be upset. And just to reiterate to other people, you know, we cannot be upset that we kept giving because it's about not just accountability of other people not giving. It's accountability of how much did we keep giving ourselves in hopes of a return. You know what I'm saying? And what was was going out with the wrong intention because – yeah. Well, and you a know. lot of times it's a pattern, though. It's not even an intention. Sometimes it is. It is and it's, giving pro- to it's get. programmed. Well, it's programmed from like yes. what you're talking about. It's programmed from the very beginning. That's why I had to go back and do this work with this inner child and, and say that, like, listen, this is the pattern. It's like, wow, because I've wanted this person yeah. to be this since yeah. I was that small and I had this ideal because, you know, I, uh, before my grandmother died, I saw what that was like. So I saw, I know yeah. what, what love and nurturing was. And I think the biggest thing is, is also uh, learning that because it's like if I'm repatterning, right, if I'm doing this brain reset after this trauma and everything, if I'm repatterning, then I also want to repattern, like, what that nurturing, what that family, what that love, yes. what that yes. reciprocation and everything. And as soon as I did cut, as soon as I did cut this person off and stop responding and stop reading everything, um, uh, you know, and this is my mother, like, uh, all of a sudden, like, the people that needed to show up for me show up for me. And they yeah. are, all the people who are showing up for me have so much on their plate. Like, they, I don't even really know how they've made the capacity to make the time to show up for because me. Because they're but like you. Was, they have the general, right? They're like, they have the generosity spirit. Because we've helped spirit. each and other that's the in thing. different times yes. and they know. Yes. Yeah, that's and the that's whole thing. The, when we stop that pattern, in the right stop, soul group. Yeah, when we—that's right. We can't. Once you start shifting that, you will draw in people that have that generosity of spirit, that have that same capacity as you. And I've done. It's so cool when you're like, "Oh my God, that's something I would do," or "Wow," you know. It's just amazing when you're met that way. It's so. Oh my God, it's exhilarating. It's like you. you you can over overdo overgive because they're doing that, and then they also have the capacity to pull back, and you have the and nobody's hurt, or you or you have the capacity to pull back. You know, I have that with a dear friend of it's mine, really- and it's just so amazing. They're not triggered. It's like, oh, I figured you were this and that, or busy, or you were deep within healing, and I'm like, yeah, I was. And then they do that too, and I'm like, I figured you were deep within or healing. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh my god, this is so amazing to be met in that higher vibrational expression. It's just an experience. 
Yes. Yeah. And and by cutting, you know, by cutting these people off, and yes, this is what I'm surrounded with. And in the last week, can I just say, like, my healing, like, I, I uh, when I was able to start walking, like, uh, just two days ago, and um, I, I went out uh, last night with um, my friends, you know, it was like this, this big show, and everybody was, like, looking at me like, um, do you have superhuman healing abilities? Like, last week, like, you didn't even look like yourself, your whole face, like, everything was really messed up. Like, um, and I was like, yeah, I do have superhuman abilities. You know, healing abilities yeah. come from all the people that I am allowing to accept this love and this healing and this energy um, from, you know, and and really it comes with that. So it's it's really about, to the other, like, to the rest of the community, it's really about the accountability to self and knowing, like, not yeah. to be, you know, yeah. not to be so attached to the idea of something and to kind yeah. of, and, uh, and the like, idea cut, of, cut things off. So I'm so... I'm so glad you're saying this because that's what I was saying in the beginning of the podcast, that accountability yeah. of looking at ourselves. How did I get in this? Yeah. And I love what you're saying about the attachment because it, it also can be an attachment to how we look and how we, quote, unquote, normally are. We have to let go of that and go, I did this. I got myself I, – I, I've been showing up this way and, and you know, I'm – <laughs> Exactly. It's time to, you know. Or it did, it served uh, me to Or it did for a period capacity. of time. Yeah, yeah. It did for a period of time, but it's like, no, that has to go now. That's that's done. And there, as creator beings, we do have the, not only the right, but the ability to do that. Um, do you need to scoot? Did you have anything? I'm going to email you still. Yes, I just have, um, a, I have a quick question. Yeah. So, um, so I do need to get... Uh, plates and screws in my face it is connected to a nerve that's causing like um like a nerve damage and everything uh from keeping me from like being able to eat uh smile other things like this so i was really feeling that this pull to thailand was supposed to go to thai doctors now i'm still waiting to hear back from them and i've had in the last uh few days since i messaged you uh this a, a friend and I got this ur- this change of urge because I thought for sure I was supposed to be going to Thailand that maybe I'm supposed to be doing it here in Bali and I I just want to know yeah um I yeah if you I see would the go nerve damage getting fixed and if go 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 with the, the if one you feel that's Thailand least, or Bali yeah Bali go with the one that's le- that your intuition is saying and that is the least resistance and where you have the support set up now okay. That's what I'm getting. Yeah, just well, I mean, quickly, I have intuitively. Support, I have everything, yeah, I have everything kind of set up also in Thailand, but not the appointment yet. So that's why I'm like, because well, I really do the felt appointment. Always do the Thailand. 3D stuff. Do the appointment. Do everything, and then you're going to know more, right? You're going to connect in with the doctor, see the vibe, see how your friend can help you there. Um, so 100%, I still, I feel you like think you're, go to. You feel the doctor in Bali that you feel like I should go because I would have to go into the emergency tomorrow because I'm at the limit of when the procedure needs to be done without them having to re-break my entire face. <laughs> well, then there's so. your answer right there. You know, 3D isn't bad. Sometimes the path of least resistance or what's going on on the 3D level, 
gives us, you know, the idea. You know, it's like handle it, handle it now. You're there. You've got it set up. Handle it there. Don't complicate yeah, what I'm hearing. Of, well, I was having a lot of fear because people told me not good things about things happening in Bali. So I just wanted to be like, okay, is it safe? Is the procedure going to be safe to get done here? See, if I can't so, get that's, 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 a, that's a longer reading, Zoe. That's a longer reading. It's like to, yeah. to t- I'd have to tune into your energy, the doctors at the place. But what I feel is trust your intuition. You're being guided. Maybe you need to check things out because you don't even have the energy of the doctor around you. Maybe you have to go talk to the doctor, you know, to get a better yeah. feel for things. You I know, do. Yeah, and, tr- and, I didn't, and I trust. Didn't have a, the, the other doctor who came, who's been helping me to do all this stuff, I did not have a good. Um, when he came here the other day, he wanted me to sign a paper to get the air, airlines and all this stuff, and I just, I really had a, a not good feeling about it. Like he was really trying to push me to sign something before we even had the appointment. And, uh, well, yeah. Well, see, and you talked about your sense. inner child. So this is you taking, moving into that Care. stage, wisdom yeah. role, the good parent role, parenting yourself, taking care of yourself, like, okay, I'm not comfortable with that, but I, I'll do this, I'll do that, what should I do? So that's part ah, of that's your healing and growth right now, yeah, is moving into that role for yourself. Which uh, is that kind of parent. form of okay, accountability? Okay, okay. Yeah, the parent. We I have our. I mean, it's yeah. a whole. That's going to be a whole. That can be a whole other show. But psychologically, we, yeah. we internalize our parents or caregivers around us. So every now and then, and there's processes for this. We need to look within and go, Hey, am I keeping this parenting that I got or not? You know. So yeah. Well, I we just have these different aspects of ourselves. Yeah, because after you eliminate, like, the parent aspect, and it's like, how do you step in as a parent? What would you do now? Well, because you that don't is ever eliminate. No, no, no. That's so. the thing. And then I got to scoot. That's the thing. We never eliminate. We don't eliminate that energy. It's with us forever. We have to learn to recognize, is this really me? And, you know, and you talked about inner child. So the wounded yeah, part no. of us or wounding, it's up for us to take care of that part of us. And sometimes it's taking care of that part of us in a better way than what we first learned growing up we're, we're relearning right yeah 100 percent. all reprogramming but completely all right, well thank you so Keep much posted. i'm going to see if i get love you so much lots of love big hug lots of love to you then lynn said and we can have lots of love and compassion for our parents because etc they were wounded themselves no parent sets out to be a bad or not optimal parents well some do actually lynn <laughs> uh children uh, room eventually for lots of love, compassion, and forgiveness. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Jackie. Zoe's sending you lots of love. Yeah. Uh, Zoe's in Bali. Yeah. The thing is, we don't. I mean, coming as a, psych- a transpersonal psychologist and counselor. Yeah. It, it's it, ultimately that's why I like to go back into the heart. Ultimately, we're all interconnected spiritually. But we do sometimes have to make tough decisions, even if it's family members, that they're to be limited in our life or not in our life at all, knowing that we still are connected spiritually. Maybe it doesn't work. It it's, could be abusive. And, and, we, and that's going to be a reality we have to look at. You know, are we tolerating behavior from a family member that we would not from a stranger or that would even be uh, a, a behavior that would, the person could be, you know, the police called or put in jail, you know, is it criminal behavior? 
So that's, again, getting out of that lower-level victim martyrdom, uh, you know, of the old paradigm. It, it's moving into that place of understanding truly that we all are, are interconnected. However, there are certain people or certain activities or certain situations that are not optimally healthy for us, that are not uh, life-enhancing. And, and sometimes that's a difficult decision because we're trained, a lot of people are trained to tolerate bad to abusive behavior. So we don't want to do that. And it's not a simple answer. I can't answer it in two minutes and, and, you know, or, or in this just one podcast. I work with clients with this because a lot of times patterns, non-life enhancing or non-life confirming patterns are perpetuated because people don't want to look at what happened to them as a bad behavior or abusive behavior, whether intentioned or not intentioned. That inner child, the wounded part of the inner child, because not all parts of the inner child, but the wounding, whatever age and stage, is never fully allowed to be expressed and addressed. Like, you have your feelings. That's okay to feel this way. And if we allow the natural healing process, we do come naturally usually to appear, you know, a a part of forgiveness of moving on, of understanding, if we allow that process of grief and healing, that loss process to take place. Uh, that's actually a really perfect time. Now, by the way, if you did not get questions answered, because I'm moving to the second half of the program right now, our Awakening Dialogue, um, I will be here next week, so you can call in. You've got the number, 347-539-5122. Sometimes what people do is call in, Press 1 on your keypad so the little hand raises on the switchboard. Um, I usually clock in about uh, 11.50, 11.45 or 11.50, so you can get in the queue. Um, but I will an- hold your question. I will answer it next week. Um, perfect time, though, because our guest uh, that we have coming on for Awakening Dialogue, John Viscount, um, who's the founder and CEO of Peace Entertainment, uh, pepstar.org uh, focuses a lot actually on the whole idea of forgiveness um, in life. Um, so it'd be interesting to get his take on what we've been uh, talking about. All right, gang, hold on. Hey, John, welcome. Well, hey, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Oh my God, there's so much cha- so much going on right now in the world and with people. That, that this <laughs> deep dive today, which has been great. I'm so blessed. It's been really uh, healing. A lot of growth and healing today. Um, and the idea of love, compassion for ourselves and others, and forgiveness has come up. So great. Obviously, there's a synchronicity and divine timing to you being on the podcast today. So, um, right? Yes. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, you dive into some very deep stuff. Congratulations on your journey. It seems extremely meaningful. Wow. Oh, it has been. Oh, it is. Oh, my God. And the community here, they're just, <laughs> woo, let me tell you, accountability, light workers, loving, open, uh, truth seekers, and just, you know, we do our deep dives here. Um, But I want to get a little bit, because you really have done a lot with, um, you know, I know Spirit always sends uh, the right guests at the right (laughs) dialogue or conversation. (laughs) Um, 
you know, you've done a lot on, um, you know, cyberbullying. You know, you have that film that you did, I believe, Admissions. Uh, if anybody wants to check it out, Admissions, uh, which uh, stars Academy Award nominated James Cromwell, a uh, great actor there. Um, but you've also done a lot with the whole idea of peace and the idea of forgiveness. So if you just share a little bit about your background, and then you, I'm sure you heard some of the conversation, maybe you can address some of that from what you know um, in the realm of what you've been doing right now in the world. Uh would love to hear your thoughts. Oh, that's very kind. Um, I just tagged in at the very end of your conversation. It was it was mighty deep. I didn't hear all of it. I'm sorry for that. I was busy with another meeting. But um, my general background, in a nutshell, pretty quickly, is um, I had a, a really lovely childhood up to when I was 16. And then um, one day my mom came to me and told me, I'm leaving your father, and if you don't come with me, I won't survive. So when he was at, at work one day, she kind of mo- moved out and took me with her and – He was so angry, he sued her for desertion, and he won. So, therefore, we now had no money on top of all of our other difficulties. So we had a very dark period, and my mom was a bit of a drinker. And so since I didn't feel like I could express my anguish, I started suffering from severe cluster migraine headaches. And no Western medical medical protocols could touch these. They tried everything from Caprigot to steroids to deplorogenic painkillers psychologist, and nothing could touch these. And I had these for about 15 years, and they were really the curse of my life. They'd come in massive clusters of like 50 to 60 at a time and would just dominate me. And so it wasn't until I finally got fed up about 15 years later and dove into spiritual teachings and ended up in the teachings, Mm. the gorgeous teachings of A Course in Miracles, which is all about quantum forgiveness and and all that relates to that. And then then I healed myself of the headaches by learning to forgive the world, forgive myself, to see the world as kind of the bit of the dream that it is. And once that happened, then I dedicated my life to sharing these teachings so other people could experience what I did. So since then, it's been just a journey from writing books to music to peacenow.com, where we're um, endeavoring to establish peace departments around the world, to peace entertainment. So it's just been one kind of platform after the other to share these teachings and to put them in consolidated format so people who might not have the time to study huge things like A Course in Miracles, they can get it in bits and pieces in my work. And you know, all it takes is one really well-chosen sentence that alters the way you see the yes. world. It can be life-changing. And so I'm a big believer in short films and stuff like that. So, yes, admissions is about the Middle East conflict and the power of forgiveness. Stanford University uses it as part of their forgiveness curriculum. It's gone all over the world and broadcast to 80 million homes. So in June, we're now shooting my next short film, which is an edutainment film about cyberbullying, which will d- dive deeper into these very teachings, that the greatest gift of all that you can ever give yourself is when you forgive another, because you then release those grievances, which really, in the end, really only drag you down. Often the people we condemn don't even feel our condemnation. It's really us that feel it the most. So that, yeah. in a nutshell, is kind of my journey. It's been very rewarding. Wow. Yeah, I always feel getting to that level of um, understanding, and it is. I do feel it is a natural process when you really allow all parts of you to be heard. There is usually this understanding or resolution, something that comes in, and if you want to call it forgiveness, uh, you know, I'm a therapist, so I do believe you have, people need to pro- have their feelings and process everything because I see what happens when they don't, when they skip steps. Um, mm-hmm. But it does seem, and in one way, too, it also feels like 
and again, this is a bit psychological, forgiveness in many ways is self-forgiveness. Because, yeah. you know, I've worked with right hundreds of people, almost thousands, and even people that have had um, severe different types of abuse, we always have this idea that we did something wrong because we were there right. or we were bored or whatever. So I do agree because there is this interesting thing with the human condition that shit happens. <laughs> Stuff happens, you know. We mess up, they mess up. I mean, stuff happens. And so I do find it very powerful, your timing with this focus, because I do feel this coming to peace and resolution is going to be a biggie. Um, It it always is, but I feel it's going to be even bigger in the next few years. Um, And that's a lot of things that are starting to happen, you know, individually with people and also in the world, because that's the only way that we can make peace or resolve to move on, you know, to, to create, to, to connect, to love again. You have to... Right. Right? Yeah, that's the only way. I mean, I don't know any other way, because if you're dragging that stuff <laughs> along with you, it, it just, you know... Uh, yeah, I I agree. You know, it becomes a ball and chain, right? And then what it ends up, yeah, it, it, it disables, yeah, it disables you from being of true service to this world. And the other thing, you being a psychologist, you understand very deeply from the early Freudian teachings and stuff that one of the operating principles here is projection. So if you are condemning yourself, yeah. the psyche has to get rid of that. So it's going to definitely project that out onto the world, so you don't have that burden on yourself. So self-forgiveness is where it all has to start. You're not doing anything if you're just forgiving the world. You have to forgive yourself first because that's going to remove the bad feelings that you project out in the world. So I always tell everyone the most important person to forgive in the world is yourself. And then you get to be the love being you actually are. And that's when you love being alive because now you can be truly of service to this world and to your own soul's evolutionary journey. So true. So true. I I just did that with something that was under warranty. And then I I let it go because I was doing other things. And then, and I was like, you, Michelle, you you didn't know that the warranty was going to be up, but you did procrastinate. And you have the money, just pay it. Don't. I was like, I wanted to complain. And I was like, part of me was laughing, going, Oh my God, you know, I got it. I did that, you know. And it's like, you did it. Pay it. You did it. You know, pay. You got to pay out of pocket now. Um, but I, yep. it, it came in this whole time where I've been contemplating all about this accountability uh, with yourself. Like, how? oh, that's what I do. That's how I perpetuated that. Or that's, you know, where I overdo or overgive or whatever it is. Or don't. And, and I'm seeing it in other people, but then I'm seeing it in other people, there's the perception. But then it's also showing, you know, the humankind, how we all do this. I think if we could all just be more accountable to ourselves, we're all going to get along a lot better. (laughs) That's what I'm figuring out. I'm like, geez, if you just take accountability, things don't get, you know, mucky, really. Totally. Yeah, and it feels good. And I think the other thing, if you really study the great non-dualistic teachers, the teachers like Ramana Maharshi and Nisgoda Maharaj, Ken Wapnick, David Hawkins, these folks. I mean, they, they talk a lot David, about yes. the, ba- the, the boundless pure awareness that we actually are. I think we get lost in the yeah. details of our individual self, and that's just super temporary. Yeah. So what I see people yep. doing is they make a lot of decisions based on their individual self, and that's not who you are. You're actually the boundless yep. awareness and the, and the love of God at the most pure form. So 
I think the greatest focus people can do is actually let go a lot of the details of the individual existence, embrace that boundless awareness, because then you go from being a ray of sunlight as the individual self to being the sun itself, which is boundless awareness. And that's when all the great things start to happen, because then it just comes through you. If you see yourself as like a tunnel, you don't want anything in there kind of obstructing and restricting the, the flow of life. And whenever you do that, that's when you get these problems that you then have to deal with. But whereas you just flow as the boundless awareness you two are and don't take anything too seriously, I'm talking anything, even, even your own death, then you actually, I think, get to be what you truly are, which is eternal boundless awareness. And if you look back to all the stages of your life, there's one thing that's been consistent. It's always been the boundless awareness, which always confirmed that you were a sentient being. It wasn't the details of your existence. That's always changing. And no. It's irrelevant. And you've probably had many other previous incarnations that a lot of us who can't pierce the veil can't even see, and all those details are gone, but what you were through all those was the boundless awareness. So for me, forgiveness gets you back to the boundless awareness because it's another stripping away of the details of the individual self. Yeah, I love that. We kind of touched on that at the beginning of the podcast, so this is so synchronistic. um, That that's (laughs) the awakening, is is living in that space in that space, that unified field of consciousness, innate, infinite intelligence of all that is, you know, playing in that realm, um, being, because that is, that is ever present and active. Um, you know, those little details, uh, you know, change over time. And I also think, John, what's interesting too, with with you saying that, um, is that, you know, it, it is a little, at the beginning, it can throw people off because we're in this unfolding. And when you are in that boundless awareness, you're not attached to what happened. There's, there, there is a little bit of, there's really no identity. You just are. You're being and you are. Mm-hmm. And you're open to what is unfolding. And it's, I yeah. mean, it's very powerful. But I think this is one thing that people are more and more being called into right now. And it's a little... Definitely. Um, right? It's a little unnerving. It's like, well, who am I? And then you're like, well, listen to John. You're the abandoned awareness of the already. <laughs> if you want to know, <laughs> actually, you know. Um, the other well, thing I, I think was you make a great get your take on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Sure. I was just going to say, I think you make a great point there. When it's that discomfort is when you're letting go of the normal thing, and the normal thing is the individual self. So it better be a little bit uncomfortable, yeah. otherwise you're not really letting anything go. That's, that's proof that you're actually making progress. Yeah. Yeah, I talk about it as like um, – because I remember when I was really looking at this concept and I was working with this coach, and I said, oh, that's kind of like – swimming in the deep end, the middle of the pool. You're not holding on to the <laughs> rail anymore. And he goes, yeah, yeah. He goes, we're swimming in the ocean. Well, you're going in the middle now. And I go, yeah, and you can't touch right. your you know, feet to the bottom, And uh, which, yeah, is so powerful. So that's let's touch on that a bit more because people that are listening, because that's the feedback I get a lot is, well, then my identity or who am I or it feels odd or I don't, know, I, I don't feel like, you know, me. And I'm like, well, who are, who's me, you know? Um, right. What do you suggest for that? What if somebody is kind of touching in that right now, in that way, that realm, that way of being? What helps to be more comfortable in that discomfort or uncomfortability or unfamiliar, you know, because you're getting out of the little identity? 
Right. It's a great question. I think it all goes back to a, a lot of what previous wonderful teachers have taught, and one great teacher, of course, is the Buddha. And the reason the Buddha had you follow your breath was because that's an extinguishing of the individual self. The Buddha didn't want you racking up more karma by reacting to everything you see because that's how you gain more conditioning that you eventually going to have to unload down the road. So it always comes back to the breath. And the breath physiologically is what calms you down the most. You can only focus really on one thing at a time if you're doing it effectively. So if you're focused on the breath, you're not focused on your fear, your individual self, all the things that come and go. So it's really quite simple. You just do the vagal breathing that, that uh, Deepak Chopra talks about. It's four seconds in. You hold for two seconds, then you exhale for four seconds. That right there will completely calm your serves going down the vagus nerve and will also just calm your mind because that's really all you can think of at once. At first, it'll be a little tough. It's a muscle, but eventually you'll get to the point where you can just slide into that at any point in time during the day. It could be at the DMV. It could be in rush hour traffic. You just follow your breath. That's the key. I mean, that is like if you listen, I mean, I've studied Buddhism for many, many years. There's so many different teachings, so many different disciplines. But what it really all comes down to is following your breath. If you took yeah. nothing else that the Buddha said but that, of course, you need to follow the five precepts, the eightfold, the noble path. All that stuff is very important because you want to be a good person when you're not breathing because <laughs> you will create more right. karma that way. But what it really comes down to, it's basically following your breath. That is the great simplifier of your life. It's the great psychologist of your life. It's always there for you no matter what. It will always calm you down if you can do it, not only just psychologically, but physiologically too. So I always say, just follow your breath. When in doubt, follow your breath. Mm, I love that. Well, that the meditation, the practice to get in a meditative state, which is that uh, dhyana or vipassana, which is simply awareness mm-hmm. of awareness, pranayama, breath yeah. control, brings you into the samadhi, oneness. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That, uh, in this, yep, I just was doing it while you were talking. I was just doing it and feeling the – I just went right in the oneness. I, I'm telling you, no matter how many people we have had on this podcast, everyone, and I hope everyone's taking note over the years, and especially now, <laughs> I don't care if they're scientists, whatever, newly on the path, meditation, whatever – Meditate breath, the void, the pause, the breath. There's no escaping it. Mm-hmm. There really isn't. That is that, right, that inner mechanism that we have, that gift to self-regulate the body-mind system and get our divine downloads, get the you know, understanding of what to do. And I, I think anything that is repeating that or getting that message out is so important. It's so simple but it's in us. It, it works every time, you know, that oh, what you said, just focus on the breath, go to the breath. Yeah, if you, uh, this is maybe going to sound a little bit strident for some of your audience, but on a certain level, I've always kind of considered the human body almost like a tumor of the soul <laughs> because it's this mm. odd thing that you coagulates around you, it gathers all your conscience, it keeps you focused on the individual self, on separation, all the things, competition, all the things. So, it's kind of a very unnatural state, I think, to be in a human body. The best use for it is to turn it into a school which drives you back to unity with the unitive state beyond the world of form. So, and the way you do that is through breath and not being attached to anything in this realm. I mean, attachment is just, right. it just destroys you on so yeah. many different levels, whereas things actually work out better when you're not attached because you're not 
burning vital energy on worrying about things you have no control over. So I think this is a very interesting dream state of separation that we're in because everything about the dream tells you to pay attention to your separate self, your separate interests. But the actual way to really succeed and graduate this realm is to not do that and pay attention to unity only because then when you leave your body, you're going to coalesce around your habit energies. And if your habit energies is always competition, separation, individuality, well, guess what? You're just going to vector off into the next individual existence and have to learn these lessons again, whereas if you do as the masters did, like the Buddha, so many others, and get unified while they're still in their body, those are the guys I study. Like I said earlier, Ramana Maharshi, people like that, who are enlightened while they're in their body because they shed the individual self for all intents and purposes. And they were so powerful at that point, people would come to Ramana Maharshi's birthday parties and just 25,000 people would show up just to be somewhere near him because his energy yeah. was so high. And I've spent time, I, I, I once met David, Dr. David Hawkins, who's one of my, my big teachers, the brilliant guy who wrote Power Versus Force, and he was No, I know, he's been on the show. He's a fan. He rated oh, our show on his great. scale very high. <laughs> he was very, I don't Good. know, 700, that... 800. Oh, yeah, he's, oh, he's the only guest that my dog, yeah, he's been, he was a fan of the, the show and a friend, I would say. Very, That's great. Uh, very good connection. He was the only guest in all the years I've been doing the podcast that my dog at the time, Yoshi, stayed in for. Every other guest, she would look at me and then leave. And his dog was, so was there also telling. in the. Um... But John, now okay, you're yes, talking so... as definitely as a Buddhist. So metaphysically, because I'm going to just clarify, people that are listening, we look at the body as sure. a vessel or a vehicle for solar experience mm-hmm. and expression. So, mm-hmm. but I agree, it is odd because a lot because the body is such a sliver, it's such a small part where these rungs and rungs of you know or concentric circles, whatever the chakras, whatever you want to call it, of energy through the subtle energy. Yep into our infiniteness. And my, yeah. you know, understanding metaphysically is that we descended into matter, the descension. Now we're ascending, getting out of the extremes of duality or out of the extremes of the polarity plane, like you're talking about that oneness, but li- living and experiencing and expressing from that state, which is an interesting, um, you know, kind of consciousness to be, to, to live through on this planet because you're right, so much is instead of so much is focused on separation instead of that we're just separated out vibrationally. But we're there is no true separation. Everything is interconnected. Everyone and everything. So right. meant to live that, and I do believe in meditation. I'll get your take on this. Uh, in the practice of meditation, when you get in that meditative state, you definitely feel that and can live that the more you're in that state of consciousness of beingness you are in you know you're you're getting into the most oneness which raises your vibrational frequency because everything that's separate or looked at as separate has a denser frequency right it has a like a car (laughs) that's a very low i love cars but you know it's not the fastest frequency you know or you know it's a it's a denser reality um right man-made or animated reality so I think through that right. meditation, it's what I'm hearing you saying, through that meditation, people can tap into that oneness and, and perhaps even sure. live from that oneness more. Yeah, and I think it's also important. I think one of the um, challenges of meditation is people will compartmentalize their life, and they'll only get in that state when they're meditating, whereas actually yes. contemplation is the next stage, where actually then you enter yes. back out in the world 
and you're contemplating that state that you just experienced and you're keeping it top of mind as you're walking through the world. So, okay, before you had your eyes shut and you were pure awareness as good as best you could be and you really felt that, well, now feel it in the world because nothing's really changed on the yeah. deepest level, but you just need to keep that top of mind awareness. Then everyone you walk by, you identify them as you. I mean, that's kind of who they yeah. actually are. On the deepest level, you are them. We're all just spirit. And then when you start operating that way, you just find within the world of, for, of form and separation, things work out better because you have a different vibe. Yeah. People don't feel threatened by you. They feel that like you're out for their best interest. And when you serve others, if we are all one on a deeper level, you're serving yourself. So it all wraps together perfectly. So I always say yeah. meditation is good, but it's really the contemplation for me is where it gets most meaningful because then when I'm out in the world, I'm still in that unitive state, and I'm just loving on everything. You know, I, I'm an imperfect yeah. human being. We all have our struggles, well, think, but for the most part, right. I love everyone. I, I think it was uh, Lao Tzu or Confucius. I think it was Confucius that said, um, study without meditation is labor, and meditation without study is folly. So we need that jhana, the knowledge, the self-knowledge, and the yeah, the awareness. And totally. um, yeah, years when you were saying that totally. I, years ago, I had a client that was um, well, I were, we were partnered, and it, anyway, he was he meditated a lot, and I won't say what discipline, uh, well-known discipline, and anywhere from thirty minutes to an hour a day, and but very, very, very angry, and everyone around him, his spouse, his children, <laughs> everybody around him. And, you know, he came to work with me, and um, I was like, okay, but everybody is, you know, so uncomfortable. I said, you, because he didn't want to process or look at anything or look at himself. He'd just go, I'm going to go meditate. I'm going to go meditate. <laughs> and at this point, who knows if he was meditating, he might have fallen asleep. I don't know. But anyway, we had a nice little chat about self-study and looking with And I said, just a thought, you know, just the, the contemplation portion. Also, right. you know, because, yeah, we can all zoom in or zoom out 100 feet and life is grand, well, you know, while we're in that state. But like to your point, John, what's going on, you know, so off the mat, so to speak, off the yoga mat, what's going on when we get in our everyday life, um, which does take that, right, that contemplation, that being aware. And we were talking earlier on the podcast about accountability. I mean, that ability to look at ourselves you know, with loving compassion, but also truth. What are we fostering? What are we doing? You know, um, do you feel that, like, Agreed. individually, like some of the stuff that you're working on that, let's say, more on a collective or group level or through your films or your YouTube shorts, obviously that can reach people individually, but really to change the the collective, let's say, narrative and trajectory, do you see it as, more the individual or do you see it more on a group level how do you view that well i think they're perfectly interwoven i mean you can't have one without the other mm -hmm. so ultimately the best thing anyone could do for this world when it comes to activism is just to change yourself i mean honestly because mm -hmm. there's a lot of people who are in the nonprofit space who are not always doing it for the best reasons they're doing it for accolades because you don't get paid a lot there and you can you can tell who's Money, coming from too. the right space and yeah, totally. There's a lot of money there, too. And, but I just think if you really want to change the world, well, of course, you just start with yourself. That's the most anyone could do. And if there was one message you could put out to the world, just work on yourself. Everything else will kind of flow mm. from that. But I do think that the other things are important, too. It's a matter of bringing these deep spiritual teachings to a broader global awareness. That's why I'm really into peace departments because peace departments 
are based on a, on a very simple notion that it's in the cultivation of shared interest in common ground that global peace endures. And it's also in the cultivation of shared interest in common ground individually that meaningful relationships endure. And that's also what prepares mm. you to rejoin the unity state when you leave your body. Um, so I think these all tie together and they work perfectly together. It just have to, you have to find a lot of different ways to enter into the human psyche. Yeah. Right? They're like, whoops, we lost you. Caller has dropped. Not sure what happened. John, are you coming? <laughs> Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Um, somehow the call got dropped. I'm going to see if he calls back in. Otherwise, um, okay, well, we are, that was John Viscount. Uh, let me give you some information as to how to reach him. I don't know what happened. The call got dropped, so we'll see. What. Uh, he does have a YouTube channel also. You can go to johnviscount.com. Um, and then also Pep Talk for Humanity on YouTube Shorts. Uh, you can connect in there and um, you can go to his website. But he's got a mind supplement, a book that's on Amazon. And then you can also go to peacenow.com forward slash muscles of peace. Um, yeah, we'll have him on again. We'll see if he wants to come on again. But I don't know what happened to the, the line. It got dropped. All right, Soul Lights, uh, I see Lenny back in the chat, and Athena, hello. Anyway, um, God, this was a great show. Oh, thank you, Lynn, great show and synchronicity. I feel so too, wow, and he brought just some amazing energy. I, feel, I felt so much stuff coming up for everyone. I want to continue this, gang. But call back in next week, we'll continue this. This was a deep dive. This was some beautiful inner work and wisdom that does come back to the um, the peace, the peace and calm. All right, everyone, continue to shine your light, share your insights, and, of course, keep awake. I'm Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings Group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake.